0: Good evening, Heat Nation. It is your host Joe Stro. Welcome to the Hoopball Heat Nation podcast, the number one podcast and heartbeat of Heat Nation. Man, what a night! What a night! So go ahead while you're on Twitter and looking at everything that's trending. Go ahead and hit that follow button at Joe Stro. That is J O S T R O two five two on Twitter. You can also go in that search bar. Type in HoopBall and go and follow all of the featured teams on there to get all that good info and insight from your best and greatest of the HoopBall nation. And to let you know right now, you are rocking with one of the best. And finally, the Eastern Conference Finals are set. Boston is taking on the heat. And to be honest, I'm excited We'll talk about that. I'm not going to get into too much as to why I'm excited tonight. Also, being that the series is set, I feel like I take a step back for a second. I need to address a narrative that is out there in the media. And I think I need to also address something else. There's somebody that's getting their name drugged through the mud over something that happened. And, you know, stuff happened, it's life. That's all going to be covered, as well as my take on the Western Conference. That's going to be here on this podcast. This is Joe Stroh, and here we go. The Celtics won tonight. And um, there's a multitude of reasons why you you could say that they won. Um, At the end of the day... What I interpret from the game is that the head of the dog was cut off. And what I mean by that was Kyle Lowry fouled out. And to show the impact of more, well, let me emphasize the impact as far as how much he means to the team of Toronto. He is Toronto's star player. He is Mr. Toronto, whether anybody wants to agree with that or not. Kyle Lowry is going to go down as Mr. Toronto. At the end of the game, the game was tight. Uh, They were down six. Kyle Lowry made a stop. Scored a bucket. Came back down court. Got a foul called on Marcus Smart. Then proceeded to get another bucket. The next defensive trip down, he fouled out. And do you want to even know what's funny about that foul? It was a good foul. (laughs) The, The rookie Williams botched both free throws. They were only down two. But then there was something that happened. A mental error. Something that if you, and I, I seen it when he was shooting a free throw earlier in the fourth or right in the middle of the fourth, he just did a simple gesture. And it's funny that it's what happened that that ultimately got them defeated. And it's boxing out. And he just told, I remember he looked at somebody and he was like, hey, remember Brown. And Jason Tatum was not boxed out by Powell. He jumped over, given he he split the free throws, but still. They were up three. And then Van Fleet, who I believe is a better off ball guard than he is with a with the ball, was forced to take a jumper that you know was it was it was a bad shot. I also believe that Pascal Siakam, he just had a rough, he's had a rough series. I don't know whether it was just Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were just that great. But Pascal had a very, very difficult series. Very difficult series. However, this is the best outcome for Miami. And the entire city. Needs to be on fire. The Heat have been sitting and waiting patiently. Every game one of the series that they have played so far, they've at least beat the teams by 11. The Celtics are going to be tired. And sure, they may have some energy in the first quarter. But practically, they have maybe a day or a day and a half to rest. And then they have to hit the floor again. It's tough to do. I mean, look at Portland. I think that the Celtics may be gassed. And when you get gassed, you have to have a certain mentality. I just think that Miami's going to have a tougher mentality. Number two, the, the Celtics have a problem with length and, and bigs. And my question to that would be, where does Miami excel the most? As you look at the roster, you see the length and the size from Iggy to Olenek to Derek Jones to Bam. I believe that they have a better roster than the Celtics. Better coaching. And most importantly, better defense. So, yes, they've shot a ridiculous amount of threes, but they're not going to be able to pass off the same stuff that they did with Toronto with Miami. Because, yes, Boston may be number two in the bubble, but who is the number one defensive team since in the bubble? Miami. Last but not least, the best player on the court is going to be in a Miami uniform. And as I said before, he has a supporting cast. Jimmy Butler is the key to the series. Just like Kyle Lowry was for Toronto. He is a bully. And yes, they will have Brown and they will have Tatum that will make him work, but... Come on, dude. Who is Jimmy Butler? He loves to work. He loves to work. This is the guy that got called on because he was bouncing a ball in his hotel room. So that's not an issue for him. However, Tatum has an issue. And it's not that it's Tatum because, you know, Tatum. Tatum's going to get his. It's the cast around him. More importantly, their guard play. More specifically, Kimba Walker. It is a game six situation. Close out game. And you come out and post five points in a double overtime. Take a lap, dude. Take a lap. That's embarrassing. And if all you Celtic fans are thinking that Smart is going to be hooping like this the entire series, you're wrong. Try again. We got big bodies over here. It's not We're not going to let Mighty Mouse come out here and try to punk anybody. And I'm gonna tell you like I told I'm I'm gonna tell you like I told my homeboy, man. Y'all can go pick up some sticks and go fish. It's heating six. All right. Since I'm already kind of get turned up because of Kimba's play. And I, I'm sorry. I'm already hitting red on the rector. I know it's early. But let's pivot to this real quick. And this is what this is the thing that I was saying was ticking me off, and and y'all gotta y'all gotta rock with me for this. One thing that ticks me off about this league is that they tend to protect the teams from criticism. It's always the players' fault. From LeBron to KD to even Kawhi, when he initially left the Spurs, he received hate. I was working and I. I keep my ear to the sports world 24-7. Whether it's Twitter, just a normal radio talk, I have it on somewhere. And this particular gentleman was talking and he said a quote. And it was it was nothing but just five words. And it had me screaming in the vehicle. Um And it was this. Giannis needs to get better. (laughs) Giannis needs to get better. Giannis needs to get better, dude? You mean the two-time MVP? You mean the guy that's winning defensive player and MVP the same season? He needs to get better. Has he not gotten better every season? I mean, how else is he winning MVP? And you don't say anything, absolutely anything, about the franchise and and how they tried to help him. Everybody keeps comparing him to LeBron. Listen, he is not LeBron. They are not the same player. If a young LeBron was stuck in this Milwaukee situation, do you not – think he would be able to take them to the finals? I mean, he has a Drunas Elgalskis, Anderson Verzau, Eric Snow, Booby Gibson. Come on. It's not the same. Greek can't do that. Greek is not that. And you as a franchise, you have to know that and address it as such. And you were giving ridiculous contracts to Chris Middleton, who can only show up half the time. You're giving ridiculous contracts to players who don't deserve the contracts, and most importantly, you're firing coaches that the player wants to keep. And people get mad at the players for leaving, but they don't listen to the players. Same thing with Katie and OKC. He even went to Sam Pressey and told him to talk to Russ about his play. And he didn't do a thing about it. This is why the player leaves the franchise in the first place. The media puts so much pressure on the great to win. But when they make a move to try to win, they hate it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I don't want to hear any excuses about, oh, they're small teams. They can't do. Th- no, bull hockey. Not true. You look at what Pat Riley did in two years. From a team that was built around a thriving young white side to a team that is young and built to go around Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Man, while I'm on the road, while on Twitter yesterday, everyone even Dame decided to take a quick stab at what Michael Porter Jr said about his coach. And if you follow me at J O S T R O 252, just right 252. You'd know something. And I said this in this last series against Utah. They're going to need a coach to get over the hump. And I don't mean that Michael Malone isn't a great coach, but it happens. When you look at the Bulls and Phil, wasn't there a Doug Collins who took them to the Eastern Conference Finals beforehand? Same thing with the Lakers. When you look at the Warriors and Steve Kerr, Mark Jackson took them to the Western Conference Finals the year before he was replaced. You can even go as more recent as Dwayne Casey and Nick Nurse. There are different kinds of coaches in the NBA, and fact of the matter is, he's right. It's hard to take places. It's hard. Excuse me. It's hard to take people places that you have haven't been either. He's a developmental coach, and he's not the other one. I think that there is another coach out there who is a great, uh, who's known as a great mind who I just think has a lot of talent, but is underachieved for what, what he had. And that's Brad Stevens. But that's it's for another time. Bottom line is, should Michael Porter Jr. have said it? No. Maybe not. But my question to you is, how often have you known the truth To be receptive. Lastly, we're going to touch on this Western Conference thing. I don't really want to spend too much time on it because you'll see at the end of this here, this take here. uh, I'm just going to come out and say that I I knew the Lakers would come out and and win out the West. They're too versatile, okay? You look at the Clippers and what just happened tonight, they gave up a 16-point lead. Right, And after MJP happened to call out his coach saying, hey, other people can ball, is it a surprise that Paul Millsap came through with a surprising 15 points in the third quarter? Or is it because he was a coach and finally made the proper adjustments? There are too versatile for the Clippers and I mean if the Lakers were to go against Denver I'd be maybe even more so afraid of that I think Denver would be more of a threat than the Lakers however playoff Rondo is in full swing which is going to make things for Coos Kus- a little little less tense not so much pressure being that the Clippers will be in game six and I think it may go to seven, I don't believe that they got what it takes to beat the Lakers. The Lakers' identity used to be known as the flash and the glitz and the glamour, but it's since taken a LeBron team identity, and that's mentally tough and play defense well in the playoffs and when they want to. I'm going to take the Lakers getting to the finals in six. And with that being said, Lake Show, the Heat, we're going to see you there. And there you have it. Ladies and gents, our game is slated for Tuesday, and the time is still currently TBD as I just Last checked. If you go ahead and follow that Twitter page at JoeStro252, I'll keep you updated as well as provide you with basketball knowledge insight, as well as good times and laughs. I also talk about other sports at times and things about uh, what I think about the sports world. Make sure you also go in that search bar and you type in hoop ball. Not only follow your team, but follow all of the most popular teams in the league. Ladies and gentlemen, Heat Nation, I am out. It is the host with the most, Joe Stroh. Stay safe, America.